Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take you to six figures and beyond. Today, I'm with Conversion Kevin, Kevin Kwan. Now, I met him through a mutual friend of ours, George Bryant. Yes, you hear me talk about him all the time. He's a great guy. Check his stuff out. Um, we were actually in the same uh, program, the LBA, for a while there. Uh, but Kevin, for people that don't know you, tell them a little bit about your background and kind of what you do with like, coaches and people like that. Hey, thanks for having me on, Joe. So great to speak to your audience here and share a little bit of what's been working for us. And I'm so glad to talk about how I kind of got to where I am. So um, I help health, wellness, and self-development coaches uh, basically get the skill sets so they can hit their first 10K online and beyond. And how I got started in this business, actually, I used to own a gym in 2009, um, built that from one space to two, two gyms, 2017, even though things were going well, I just didn't, just wasn't really aligned with what I was doing. So I basically just decided to go online and I basically had, was a nobody online. I had no business presence online. And to add on top of that, when I made this decision, where I felt really on the line to leave, my wife was pregnant and she was <laughs> wow. gonna, yeah, give birth to yep. our uh, first child, mm -hmm. uh, Emmy. She's like three now. And uh, yeah, I was just like, you know, and, and she saw me like I was just so, so run down for that last year and just all this emotional weight I was carrying home. So I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to um, leave the gym. <laughs> I know you're about to give birth and you're on maternity leave. <laughs> But I think I can make this work. <laughs> you have a good wife. You definitely have a good wife. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am very lucky. I realized that. And yeah, I took that risk, hired a mentor, and I really knew like I was good at emails and I was good at content um, because that's how I grew my gyms. So I hired a mentor. Like, how does this thing work online? Learned this thing called copywriting. Learned that there's an art and science to it. And uh, then I just jumped into it. And from there, basically, you know, long story short, using the same methods that I teach our clients, I use the baseline skill sets of getting my messaging right, connecting with people as a human, know who I'm after. And I made my first uh, 6K in a month, mm -hmm. which was great because yeah. I actually just literally walked away from the gym, no payout. Right. <laughs> and uh, so made the mortgage payment. And in three months, I made my first 10K. Wow. So, yeah. so now I know you had the background with the gym. So let's start there. So people understand and kind of see how your story developed. So did you own this gym? Or were you like just doing training there? Or what, what were you doing there? Yeah, so yeah, I owned I owned the gym. Uh, I left the corporate world in 2009. Mm -hmm. And uh, started that with line of credit. Gotcha. So, so you are definitely a risk taker, which is good, which a lot of people, sales, entrepreneurship, they need to have that level of risk. So you kind of uh, learned how to connect with people and sell and do that with the gym space. But then the transitioning, you said something that's key. You got a mentor, which is great. And you knew how to do content. Mm -hmm. What, what were some of those first steps that you did when you first started out? Cause I know first month you made 6k, which is actually very, um, I would say the word exceptional because a lot of people when they start their business, maybe they're not at that level yet or don't have the same experience you did. So walk us through that a little bit if you can. 
Yeah, so I think that's a great question here. Most of the time, a lot of coaches look at people where they are at now and not where they got started. So, you know, I think that's, that's you know, wonderful, even how you're helping your people here with sales and, and their marketing. So how I got started was um, when I came online, I just basically got my avatar down. Like, who do I want to work with? And naturally, it was health and wellness and fitness. <laughs> so I, I got really clear in terms of like, okay, that's the industry. Now, what are the details of like, who are they, right? Okay, so I want people that value content, emails, and then know the power of that. And who are they? So I just kind of asked myself a series of questions. And then I broke that down to, um, you know, these, these companies need to be making at least six figures. Okay, what does a six-figure company have in terms of followings and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. and, and then I just, I just followed them and friended them and just started conversations building and using my content to do a lot of the talking. And then from there, um, through building a relationship through Messenger and with the content to support that spoke to their problems, mm -hmm. their desires specifically for, for that um, type of um, entrepreneur, I, that's how kind of how I got my business. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. And you dropped a lot of really good nuggets there. First, you knew who your client was. You had your avatar, the person you were going after. I think a lot of times people try to go too wide instead of going deep and finding the right person that they can touch and reach. You also stayed in an industry you knew. So you didn't go from like, you know, doing health and the fitness thing to basket weaving or something that's totally different. You stayed in something that you were comfortable with, with doing it. Um, and then the other thing I think you mentioned was, is you just befriended them and helped them solve problems, which is, I love that. That there, like, I just want to make sure people caught that whole concept. It wasn't just, hey, I just went and started throwing content out. You were very specific. You had a plan in motion and you stayed in something that you could, you know, serve and bring value to. So for someone starting out in all, and maybe they don't know where to, to begin, like they have an idea or the fuzzy dream, like we like to call it. What would be some key steps besides what we've talked about so far that maybe we missed here? Is there something else that they should do? in the framework that we've been talking about? Um, yeah, so that's kind of a good question. And for those that are listening that haven't got to their first 10K or working towards that or haven't broke that yet, pretty much the baseline level to get to that 10K, like if you don't have this, you're not even gonna get to 20K, okay? Let's put it that way. And I've seen this over and over again. We've had about 167 people go through our program and counting. So I've seen 167 times. I've also done over a thousand offers, high ticket offers, and got them to convert. And the pattern is always the same. Mm -hmm. You have to know who you're talking to and beyond surface level, not the demographics, like age, what they like, where they shop, what shows, that's all demographics. I'm talking yeah. about the psychology of that. And you and I both know, Joe, sales is psychology. Mm -hmm. Working with somebody's psychology. Obviously, you can work it for the good, work it for the bad. Right. What we're talking about here is for the good. Definitely, so definitely. when I say psychology, it's their mindset. What, how do they think? What thoughts do they have? What are their personality traits? Are they type A, a go-getter? If you give them too much information, do they get anxious? Um, do they like to jump into things? And their values. What do they value? Do they value time? Do they value money? Do they value family? Like, what is it, right? So we have to know those. And then 
we can create the content that talks about because content and, and the sales all is based off your avatar. If you don't know those psychographics, you don't know what to write. And if you don't know what to write because you're confused, you're going to confuse your audience and then you get no sales. Right, right. Well, and then you did mention something else. You even knew their ability to purchase. You said there's a certain amount of dollar value for the clients you're going after to begin with because they mm -hmm. had to be yeah. able to buy because yeah. they could have the fuzzy yeah. dream to be happy. But if they can't, you know, buy into what you're doing, you both can get frustrated. So yeah. I was just like kind of listening back to what you were saying there. And that just kind of clicked a little bit more for me with it. Um, on the psychology, are you more of like, there's so many different ways people do this. So like I, when I approach a sale, I do it like a consultant, like, Hey, here's the deal. This is what I can do. This is like how I like to look at, but there's people like, you know, Wolf of Wall Street where he'll do like his straight line system or Grant Cardone will just pound people down. And again, I'm not being negative. It's just kind of their style, yeah, the style. Yeah. What type of style do you take when you're, are you more consultative or, or what type of style do you like to use? I like to go with what you do just because in the coaching industry, that's naturally what coaches do. So if I try to sell them or teach them stuff that Jordan Belfort does, Grant Cordone, Dan Locke, right? It just doesn't work for, for them. And when they feel unaligned, there's mm -hmm. a lot of internal tension and then you just, you just hate it, right? Yeah. So I go with more consultant, but I just call it like you're a coach. What you're doing is coaching people to make a better decision to solve the problem rather than, you know, the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, I look at it this way. If I give them enough value, if I help them enough, if I meet their need and solve their problem, then they're willing to buy from me because now it's like you said, it's aligned. It's mutual. It's not that sales is yucky thing. I mean, that's one of the things on this podcast. And that's why I had you on. It's because I want people to realize sales is not a bad thing. Sales is problem solving. It's helping people out. And if you can frame it that way, then even your person that maybe has a great idea but doesn't want to feel salesy can now offer and offer with confidence because now they're not feeling like, oh, I'm trying to sell them. I'm trying to help them. I guess it's yeah. more like reframing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I just want to add on to that because what you're saying is great. And we need more of this message out there, especially for coaches. And what we're doing here is like we're coaching them on a, not just a decision, we're coaching them through a, their like shifting their beliefs mm -hmm. because right now their beliefs, like for example, I don't know, affirmations are the only way or vision boards, or I need to find the next um, calorie counting program. That's a belief. Yeah. And because they have a belief, they're going to continue to make the same thinking processes, same decisions and take the same actions. That's not helping them until we shift their beliefs so they can make a different decision so they can take a different action. And I think that's really where sales is going, especially if we're going with sophisticated clients. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Again, I'm only using my opinion from the coaching industry of what's worked with our clients. But, you know, the person who's going to spend $1,500 to $5,000 on a health program doesn't want to be pushed around. No, I agree. 100%. Like. There's like, there's a level, there's a certain level of a person who can spend that money. And even myself, like, you know, I invest in ourselves and mm -hmm. we spend money on coaches and all that. You use that, like a script on me that's pushy and all that. I'm out. Yep. I'm with you hundred percent. I am with you. In fact, I actually get a lot of clients from the, uh, I call them the DM pitchers where they'll just come in and they'll just pitch you and I'll play with them mm. for a little bit. And I'm like, yep. Hey bro, did yep. you read my profile? Do you know what I do? And, I did, and it's just funny that you said that. Yeah, I can't. I'll smell a pitch a mile away. That 
Yeah. If you're yeah. not real, like for me, my whole thought process is if you're not ethical, moral, and have the customer's interest in mind, I won't work with you. I won't help you sell. But mm-hmm. that makes it good for like a lot of the coaches that they have a really good product. They just don't know how to present it because they don't want to, they haven't had that mindset shift yet. So yeah. how do you help your clients with the mindset shift? Uh, a very long process. That's why our program is four months. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's worth it. See, it's not this $99 program where you buy yeah. now, you have three videos, you're done, and there's no change. It's like you said, it's four months, but it's a real investment that gets changed. Yeah, exactly. So like we, you and and I are in the business of change. You know, what I like about just the whole process of like converting people online to like a coaching client, because it is really amazing that, you know, like back in 2005, you can really do that. But now it's like, you can take this knowledge you have, reach way more people mm-hmm. and help more and more people. It's truly amazing. But um, the thing with is you do have to have a certain mindset and you have to own it. What does that mean? You have to have certainty in yourself. That's the number one thing we hammer into people. Certainty in yourself, certainty in the process that you're doing, and certainty that, like, people know opportunities out there, but people aren't certain that they can get the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Those three certainty pieces is part of them, because mindset can be, like, a whole plethora of things, but we focus on certainty because certainty creates leadership. And people are drawn to leaders. They buy from leaders. They follow leaders. Yep. So if, but leaders are certain. You say something, you own it. You want it. Since nobody resonated with that post, that's okay. Your value isn't in there. You're here to lead people. Somebody read that. So we work a lot on the certainty piece in people so that it comes across in their content, their lives and, and conversations. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. And being true to yourself and your content and mm-hmm. how you do it. So that's why, like, I've been doing a lot of, I call it like the testing where I'm trying, like, I'm doing a live video challenge because I have some friends. I don't know if you know the Biz Bros. They're doing a 45-day live challenge. I've, I've been having fun doing that. And I like to nice. talk. But then I've also been doing a lot of long form, like just mm-hmm. like writing sales tips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what I found is I get so many people to view and a little bit of comments on the videos. But for me lately, my long form content's actually getting more engagement. And nice. I think it's just finding what works for you. How mm-hmm. are you drawing your, cl- your clients? So good. Yeah. I think this kind of goes back into sales as well is like, well, leaders are curious and we, we don't assume things and we have to be neutral always. And mm-hmm. the fact that you just say, hey, you did this and, and you got this feedback. I mean, that's great. I think we need more people thinking about that rather than just going right for the sales. Just be more curious and then do the thing that's working. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you don't want to make it feel like a sale. You want to make it feel like you're building a relationship with them and helping them. And then even if, and I tell this to people all the time, and I get in trouble with my day job on this sometimes, not really, but I do like, I'll refer people away from what I do if I can't help them. And mm-hmm. my boss like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, watch. And then three months later, they bring me bigger deals that I didn't have the connection to because I took care of a need for them. And I think yes. people just have to realize there's a big enough pie. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to do just sales and it has to happen in a five-step process. It may be a longer touch point, but if you take care of your customers, like, you know, you're going to make money and the people that we deal with, they will be more, what's wrong with these, more distinct in who they choose to work with. But once they invest, they're not the problem childs. 
that's the other yes. thing I, I just want, like, I'm just thinking through the whole process. They're not like, if you have the right people, you're not going to have the problems that you would on the, what I like to say, the $97 offers. I know that's, yes. I'm not trying to be mean. There's a, there's a need for those type of offers too. Don't take me wrong, but. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, if we are just trying to get the sale rather than being in service, aligning our values and, and acting accordingly, then we're going to get bad clients. We could possibly get the problem child client, which, you know, I'm sure in one point of all our lives, we had one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 100% align with that. And the more that we can align with our, our own values and be more in like... Um, there's a certainty mindset, right? Like that, that's what draws people over rather than this kind of desperation scarcity mindset. And we're just thinking about the sale that trumps service and giving value. Yeah. It's just reshifting it. And I've, I've run into a ton of coaches and I'm glad that you're helping them with it, that they, they feel either they're like, they're so desperate for a sale. It comes across mm -hmm. that way. Instead, like you said, just being certain in what they're doing and what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, so beyond this, like in just moving down, like this whole idea of, you know, getting that 10 K offer. So you need certainty. You need to know your avatar. What's the next step? Simple. Your offer. You gotta be clear on your offer. For example, if you're a health coach in the wellness thing, don't tell me your offer is to improve their health or what we call stuffing the offer. Don't tell me you can solve 10 different problems. You gotta be crystal clear. Yes, there is a lot of opportunity, but with more opportunity, there's also a lot more competition. So the mm -hmm. more clear we are and what problem we solve, how we solve it, and why we're different, it's going to help you immensely. And the problem I tell our clients is that the problem you solve should be able to be set in one sentence. Mm -hmm. I should be able to take a picture of it if I needed to. If I needed to. Yep. What does that look like if I took a picture of the person with this problem? You can't describe it that way. It's too vague. Yeah. No. And I love that. I think people try to go too broad. I think we were talking about this before we started recording. People try to go too broad and touch too much instead of go deep and help that client like we talked about. Yeah, exactly. So, so the offer and then then that's going to give you your content, like the messaging. And then that and then really the messaging is a translation of the psychographics and matching the offer to help how your people think. Mm -hmm. And then that, uh, that, that content is going to create conversations, usually in the form of messenger. Yeah. yeah. So walk us through that. So we get, we, we know who our, our avatar is. We know mm -hmm. what our offer is. It's clear. And now we're getting messages in DM saying, hey, help me. So mm -hmm. for people that maybe haven't done sales as much as you and I have, Kevin, walk them through that. They should, I know for sure they shouldn't just pitch right away. But they might get excited because someone's actually talking about their product. How, how should they set that aspect up? Okay, cool. Great question there. Uh, so there's three stages in a conversation, right? And when we, when we initiate a conversation or they reach out to us, there's a connecting phase, okay? You have to connect with people. People need to connect with you before they care about what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. So that connecting phase is really just connecting with them and being curious about them and what you can do. That's stage one. The next stage in the conversation is qualifying. Okay, I've connected with you. I like you. You know, I kind of trust you. You're not a douchebag. Yep. So now uh, I'm going to go into the qualifying phase. So the qualifying phase is really learning more about what the problem is, what their goal is, what the roadblock is, 
and what are some of the pain points? And then from the qualification, the next stage is move. Move them to a call, move them to your sales page, whatever that you have. So connect, qualify, move. And through qualification, we, we determine, can we help this person? Mm-hmm. Is this person a fit for my program? If so, move them. If not, then maybe give them some love and give them some free content. Yep. And then you just keep building and keep building until they're ready. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. it's just, they're not at the touch point to buy yet, but yes. you have to do all the different touch points. Yes. Just like the billboards, you know, you, most people think, well, billboards are worthless. They're not realizing that you're getting the 97 touch points before mm-hmm. you get that direct targeted ad that now moves you because you've been expressed. Exactly. Expressed, exposed was the word not expressed. I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're fighting a little off something, but you're doing, you're doing great, Joe. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good point there because a lot of like in terms of sales or marketing, we just like, okay, first try, you know, they aren't fit. So we just forget about them. But then we have to remember there are buyers like a pipeline, right? So this pipeline of people that we've connected with, maybe qualified, maybe they weren't a fit now, but maybe they fit later. Like there's always people buying and, but they just, maybe not right now. There's 30 day buyers, there's 60 day buyers and there's 90 day buyers. So the more we can fill that, then basically we have more opportunity. We have more opportunity. We're less desperate. (laughs) And then we don't have to come off with, uh, you know, that, that sales breath. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> their conversations. Well, and that's the thing. The, what a lot of people don't realize is, especially starting out, the work you're doing now shows up three to six months from now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get the quick, you know, people that hop on, yeah. but it's just that build. And once you get it going, and once you get your, you know, your system in place, how many people you need to talk to to get the sales you need, then you mm-hmm. can just write your own check because at that point you have a big enough pipeline to do it. Yes. I mean, online sales is the same as offline sales. Mm-hmm. It's boring. It's doing the things that people don't want to do on a consistent basis over and over again. Mm-hmm. But no, yep. I'm loving this. So this is good. So what else have we missed? Have we missed anything in this process? I'm sure there's probably something that. No, I think we basically covered the baseline skip. You aren't hitting 10K. It's going to be either your avatar psychographics or the offer is unclear. If we think that's clear and we know that's clear, then your content should prove it by either getting engagement or getting people reaching out to you. And then obviously the, the PMs to, to connect. Mm-hmm. That's basically 10 K. You just do that all day and make 10 K if you get all those, right. No, that's good. So we're definitely not done, but I always like to do this in the middle, tell people where they can find you. Cause I already know there's going to be people reaching out going, Hey, I need help with one or all four of those steps. Yeah. So uh, I'm basically most active in my Facebook group, uh, doing like trainings and giving like value content, just like what we were talking about. Uh, so you can find me in my group, Clients Through Connection for Coaches. Perfect. And that's just a Facebook group. It's a public one they can go to? Yeah, it's a Facebook group. There's three questions you got to answer just so I can understand what you need. And uh, yeah, we'll probably open up a DM and connect. And usually I'd like to give a few trainings. Uh, specific to where, where you're at. Cause we have coaches of all different stages, 10 K 20 K 30 K. So there's, there's tons of trainings in there to help anybody. Yeah. And no, and I like that, that whole concept of, and I know you practice this too. You give some away, you help them as much as you can. And then eventually they're going to get to a point where they're stuck and then they're going to want to, you know, work with you. So that's perfect. Yeah. What books do you recommend? Do you have any like books you're reading right now? I always like to pick people's brains because I'm an avid reader and I like to, you know, get uh, yeah, the yeah. you posted some good ones like the one uh, winner, Kobe. Um, yeah, I got to put that on my um, my reading list. So 
sorry, the question was what books am I reading now or what, what books are you reading now? Or what books would you recommend? Whichever way you want to go with it. Okay. We'll go with two. Well, like what book am I reading now mm-hmm. is, um, so I'm a big proponent of like just thinking bigger. And right now I'm reading, um, new world order by Ray Dalio. It's a new book. Oh, I know and, him. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote principles. Um, yep. I, I read, uh, 25% of the big, uh, big debt. I'm just looking at it right now, big debt crisis where he talks yep. about debt cycles, mm-hmm. too many numbers. So that's why it's 25%. So this yeah. other book, a new world order is much better. He goes through like a history of like how, why things fail, how things are managed like globally. And yeah. we can like take those principles and put it down into like even our business. Cause our business is like a micro economy. So that's what I'm reading right now. Um, what books I would recommend, I guess in this context here, ah, let's see. Oh man, there's like a couple of books that I read. I'm just looking at my bookshelf right now. <laughs> so I'm looking over here. Perfect. Uh, um, oh yeah. Since we talk a lot about psychographics, because there's so many books, so it's not so advanced, is uh, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Oh, I like Green, but I've not uh, read that one. I read The 48 Laws of Power. Oh, that one's good too. So this one goes into categorizing the psychology of innate human nature. Mm-hmm. You read that book, you're going to understand a lot more about people, and you're going to understand how to speak to people in the way that's more integrative with how they operate. Very good book. Very simple. Um, lots of examples. I, I read that like at least once a year. No, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm just finishing Atomic Habits. I did read Winning by Tim Grover. He also has Relentless. That's the one with Kobe and Jordan and all yep. nice. on it. Um, yeah, I'm always just trying to find something to level up, which brings me to this. Um, I think a lot of because we talked about mindset and stuff, a lot of business owners, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, you need to always be learning and growing, which brings us to getting a coach. Now, you and I mm-hmm. both have a coach and all, and this is not a this is not saying, Hey, come work with us. It's just saying, find someone that you vibe with that yep. will work because you can only go so far alone, but as a team and a group and someone looking and seeing differently into your life, it helps. How important or impacting has a coach been in your life? Um, I basically wouldn't be where I am so quickly if I didn't have one. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it uh, collapses time for sure. Yeah. Like, and I've been in this world for so long since 2009, like I was a coach, even I hired mentors to teach me what I didn't know. And, you know, that basically allowed me to get more results, which allowed me to increase my prices and build the gym from like one to two big 5,000 square foot facilities. Yeah. Which is great. What I really love about this is you had a brick and mortar that you did. Then you took the Mm -hmm. principles and now you're doing it online and you're just, because the principles are the principles. And I just want people to realize that it's not, there's no right way. It's your way to figure out how to get to, you know, the 100K and then 200K or 500K, whatever you want to build, whatever that life by design works for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have this fun question I like to ask, and I want to pick your brain on it. I ask, I don't ask in every episode, but I like to ask it sometimes. So here cool. it goes. I feel special, you can man. go back as far as you can in time or mm-hmm. forward as far as you want in time. You get to be there for one year and learn from anybody and then bring that knowledge back here, where would you go and what would you learn? Mm, okay. I would actually like to go all the way back 
to when um, they were developing the monetary system in Rome, oh, <laughs> the banking cool. system and all that. Um, because a lot of, because they had such a sophisticated economy and uh, government system and bring that back because all the principles are the same of borrowing debt bonds. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you get to a certain level, you know, in your business, and, you know, 10K is easy if you focus on those three things that we were talking about. But, you know, if you want to get out of the grind, you have to know how to build wealth. Yeah. And wealth is understanding like money and how it works. So if I had all that knowledge and the basis of foundation and how that was, bring that back and applying those principles here, I'd love it. Dude, that's amazing. No, I never thought about that with like, I love history and stuff. And I've heard people say, hey, I want to go back to Rome because it was cool. But no one said to learn their monetary system. But I mean, they had they ruled the world for a thousand years. Like literally yeah. their empire was that long. They had to be doing something mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they had the most sophisticated uh, government political system, uh, one of the most sophisticated banking systems. Like I think they were the ones that came out with bonds and all that stuff that we have now, government bonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So what other words of wisdom or light do you want to shine to my audience? Hmm. Uh, so yeah, like based on you know what we've been talking about, I think number one thing that holds people back, because skills is easy to acquire, get yourself a coach that can mentor you, that works with you, gives you feedback. Mm-hmm. That's just a feedback thing like driving or parallel parking. But the one thing that people get in their way of always is building certainty, certainty in yourself, certainty in the process, okay, that mm-hmm. to, to make money and certainty that you can get the opportunity, right? Why not you? I think that's, well, it's more than a word, but it's a few words, but I think that's the number one thing because we see this all the time, 167 clients over and over again, where it's helping them build that certainty and, and uncertainty if you have uncertainty, your clients and people that are going to, that can potentially hire you are going to have uncertainty about you. So you need to lead yourself before you can lead others. No, that makes sense. So let's dig just a hair deeper, just in case someone's like, well, yeah, that's easy for you, Kevin. You had a business or that's easy for you, Joe. You've already <laughs> done this. How do you build certainty? Well, first off, we have to take the perspective. And if you choose to accept that, we can, we can do it. But mm-hmm. certainty is a muscle. Yep. You you need to work on it. Right. So, you know, back then when I owned the gyms, I'm, I'm going to say like, I was the most certain person and I struggled for at least four or five years before really things really took, took off to um, where it was. So how do you develop certainty? I think the first thing is understanding your values and understanding your principles of how to operate. And then from there, challenge yourself and or put yourself in situations that challenge those principles and values but speak up or do things that align with those principles and values if we continue to practice that as a first step that's going to align us with more certainty in who we are yeah no that's awesome thank you so much my friend any other last parting words before we let our audience go for tonight uh build your certainty <laughs> I love it. I love, hey, I always just like to make sure I don't want ever want to cut anyone off. I want to make sure you know, like that you're able to get your message out how you want. Um, thank you again, Kevin. I really appreciate you being on here. I like we dropped a lot of value with this being certain, finding your mm-hmm. avatar, knowing what your core offer is going to be. Mm-hmm. And there was one other one. 
You a stage is a messenger. Stage is a messenger. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like that's perfect. If you just followed this, which you may have not realized is he just told you the key to the 10K month. Like yep. literally he just laid it out for you. Now, as you go through, you're going to need to reach out and possibly get some help. It's okay to ask for help. Please do that. Thank you again, man, for being on. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to the 150K podcast where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Please like, share, and comment on Apple, Spotify, wherever you like this. And send this episode to a friend that you know, maybe a coach, a sales professional, business owner that needs this help. This is like dynamite for them. And until next time, have a great, awesome night or day whenever you're listening.